Hi, this is Ashley here from Absolutely Trashed. Grace and I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests that are currently occurring in America. We see you, we hear you, and we support you. We are both devastated about what is happening and have been discussing a lot about how we can show our support without our voices getting in the way of the voices that really need to be heard. We had an episode ready to go last week, but it felt really wrong to release an episode and promote a podcast during this important time, so we didn't release it. We instead decided to release this episode today. We hope this is okay. We are a relatively new podcast and we are trying to figure out how to show our support in a way that is respectful. And so we just wanted to take a moment before the episode to make clear that we are both here as individuals and as a podcast in solidarity with the protesters and the Black Lives Matter movement. And not just now, but always. The conversation is important to us both and we want to help continue this important discussion always. This episode was recorded a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, we hope you enjoy it. Hi, and welcome to Absolutely Trashed, where two trashy girls discuss all the big topics in life. I'm Ashley. And I'm Grace. And today's topic is... Vampires. Yeah. Ooh. Right. Spooky. Spooky. Ooh. Spooky. <laughs> I've poured myself a glass of sub, um, sub wine yeah. for this evening. I actually don't have the bottle with me, so I don't even know what it is, yeah. but it's delicious. Yeah, love it. Love that. So, having a glass of sub. Yeah, I'm having Italian Maggio whiskey, so I'm uh, oh, living my best life, ready to go. Living your best mm. life. Living your best life. <laughs> this ISO life. Uh. Mm-hmm. Shall I tell you? Shall I spend? Shall I tell you about some vampires? I'd love. Please, found? please distract me from my ISO life. Tell me everything. Yes. Well, um, same as our like Viagra episode, where I find it hilarious that people with doctorates who are writing like professional um, papers get to write funny little titles. Oh yeah, they have fun with yeah. it. Yeah. So this was a National Geographic article. Um, by someone called Becky Little, uh-huh. and she's titled it The Bloody Truth About Vampires. Amazing. Yes, <laughs> Becky. Get it, Becky. Get I'm it. hoping she means, like, I'm just envisioning, what was that um, Australian TV ad that was like, where the bloody hell are Oh, you? yeah. <laughs> Australian tourism That's how I ad. Yeah. And then everyone yeah. got mad about it. It's like. Yeah, everyone, like, overseas was mad about it. swearing. Mm. No, swearing. That's have you seen Come to Australia? <laughs> I know. Have you seen the Northern Territory one? See you in the NT. Yes, I love. I that. think that is hilarious. I find that amazing. Like mm. that. Makes I think I'm going to buy a shirt. Happy. I think we should buy shirts. Let's say see you in the NT. See, yeah, see you in the NT. Love it. And the inn is like real small, so it's just like see you yeah. NT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love great. our country's sense of humor. I mm-hmm. understand why other countries take a second to adapt to us, but um, <laughs> I'm here for it. Look, this is what happens when you start a country with just convicts. convicts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We're fun. We are fun. Mm. So let me tell you about what Becky Little had to say. Mm. So she goes, the traits of modern day vampires are pretty well established in pop culture. They have fangs, they drink human blood, they can't see themselves in mirrors, um, they can often be warded off with garlic or killed with a wooden stake through the heart. Totally. Yeah. And sometimes Stereotypical like in... pop culture vampire facts. Yes. Yeah. Um, sometimes, like in Dracula, um, they are aristocrats who live in castles. Ooh, fancy men with their big houses. Yeah. yeah. 
And the most common, like, modern version of that is the Twilight family who are, like, rich and live in the woods with, like, a big-ass, Yeah, and they dress and they, like, look down at people because they're so And they drive nice cars. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, But vampires didn't start out so clearly defined. So scholars suspect that the modern conception of these monsters evolved from various traditional beliefs that were held throughout Europe. Mm. Um, And these beliefs centred around the fear that the dead, once buried, could still harm the living. Yeah. Which is often a fear that Halloween monsters centre around, with other examples being like ghosts and zombies. Yeah, totally. Zombies are like a perfect example. Yeah, and ghosts. And ghosts, that's true. What am I talking about? Ghosts are way up there. The whole like... To me, ghosts are more scary because a zombie, you just chop its head off. Whereas ghosts, what the fuck do you do? The fuck do you do to stand a ghost? Stand in a salt line, like in a salt, salt circle. isn't it? Yeah, you stand yeah. in a circle. I watch mm. Supernatural. If this shit happens, mm. we good, baby. I'm ready. Which also helps for snails. Well, there you go. I was about so. to say uh, the, what do they do? Put rock salt in shotgun pellets? <laughs> That's for oh the ghosts, God. not the snails. <laughs> I was like, for snails? <laughs> no, I was still in my Supernatural headspace and then you changed it to adorable little snails. And I was like, oh, yeah. fuck, all right, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, I might have to watch some more Supernatural. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched it in ages. It's so, it's so trash good. that it's so good. It's a, exactly. Yeah. It's oh, good. It's, it's good. Awesome. It's like yeah. us. We're trash. We're good. Exactly. Mm. Okay. So often these legends arose from a misunderstanding of how bodies decompose. Right. So as a corpse's shrink, uh, skin shrinks, Ugh. its teeth and fingernails can appear to have grown longer. But don't they still grow? Like, don't fingernails? No. Is that, a, no. is that a myth? It's a myth. <gasps> Learning facts. Yeah. So it's, it's actually a myth that your hair and hair, nails. nails and teeth grow, continue, like, afterwards, well, your hair and nails, but that your teeth then appear longer. But it's literally just because your skin is drying up and shriveling away. Yeah. What a, what yeah. a beautiful image that we've just, <laughs> that we've just painted. Um, and also as your internal organs break down, Yum. a dark purge fluid can leak out of the nose and mouth. Yum. Ugh. Yeah. And people unfamiliar with this process would interpret that fluid as being blood. Which is and suspect the that the vampires. corpses had been drinking it from the living. Hence the vampire theory. Yeah. yeah. Ah. But, see, now this is my thing. You can only know this if you opened back up a coffin. Yeah, what the fuck were you doing So who there, was the first person ever to be like, shit, people are dying. <gasps> we should open up coffins. We should dig them up and be like. And have a look. But do you know what I mean? Because somebody had to have that first thought. Well, I mean, maybe it's like, you know, the or- origin story of the autopsy. Do you know what I mean? Like people were dying, yeah. there's a mass plague or consumption or whatever's going through the, you know, town or yeah. area at the time killing everyone. Someone was like, maybe we should study these dead bodies, which is not a bad idea when you think about autopsies. So, mm. Mm. but to me, I was just like, <laughs> like if they weren't digging it up to figure out what was wrong with, why people yeah. were dying? Why were you? What were you yeah. doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. So these bloody corpses weren't the only cause for suspicion. Mm. Before people understood how certain diseases spread, they would sometimes imagine vampires were behind the unseen forces slowly ravaging their communities. That makes sense. So uh, Mark Collins Jenkins wrote a book called Vampire Forensics. Mm. 
Um, and he said the one constant in the evolution of vampire legend has been its close association with disease. I mean, that does make sense. Like if everyone's suddenly dying in the town because you mm-hmm. guys don't yet understand like how the plague how works. it's spreading, how like cont- yeah. how contagious it is and how that's working, then of course your mind would go to some yep. mysterious Yep, especially back then. You'd yep. be like, Well so- look <laughs> there's monsters uh, and they're coming for us. Yeah, I get so, that. Yeah, I get it. So Becky continues, uh, she says, trying to kill vampires or prevent them from feeding was a way for people to feel as though they had some sort of control over disease. Totally. Mm -hmm. So because of this, vampire scares tended to coincide with the outbreak of the plague. Mm, Makes sense. Yeah. In 2006, archaeologists unearthed a 16th century skull in Venice that had been buried among plague victims with a brick in its mouth. Ooh, all right. The brick was um, likely a burial tactic to prevent Strega, which was the Italian vampires or witches, from leaving the grave to eat people. So I think they believe that, like, this is proof that they had coincided this leaving the grave with with the plague. Because it was buried. So why? Was buried. So the brick was in this person's mouth, so they didn't rise from the grave. So they and couldn't bite, bite anyone. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they couldn't feed. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, so tales of vampires continued to flourish in southern and eastern European nations in the 17th and 18th centuries, mm-hmm. um, which was to the irritation of some leaders. And by mid 18th century, Pope Benedict XIV which is 14, Good job. declared that vampires were, and say this, this, this is my favourite thing, Okay, fallacious fictitions of human fantasy. Say that ten <laughs> times fast. I know. I'm going to get drunk on this sav later and say that over and over again. I don't again. think I could say that once. What is it? Fallacious. Fallacious fictitions, fictitions of human fantasy. Of human fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, but Pass. he's the Pope and they don't believe in Oh, of course not. Hoodoo, hoodoo voodoo. Because, so. yeah, that shit ain't in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. Right. Not in the Bible. Um. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Can we always refer to the Bible as the Bibes from now on? The Bibes. I'm into yeah. it. The Bibli Bibes. <laughs> Um, I'm seeing merch and it's amazing. It says Bigly Vibes. <laughs> Sorry, but that's not in the vibes. <laughs> so many possibilities. So exciting. Oh, my God. If I ever get asked for anal sex, I'm going to be like, sorry, not in the vibes. Not in the Bibli vibes. <laughs> not in the Bibli vibes. Not in my Bibli vibes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Amazing. so um, in 1892, so that was like the old vampires. Mm. They didn't really understand. 1700s theories. Yeah. Gotcha. So in 1892, a 19-year-old called Mercy Brown, she was from Rhode Island, died of tuberculosis, Mm. which they back then called consumption. Yes. I knew that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. One fact. Her um, Her mother and sister had already died and she had a brother, Edwin, who was sick as well. Because consumption. Because consumption. Yeah, you're all, um, like, living in the same little one-bedroom house or whatever, yeah. sleeping. Well, not even that. You just look at COVID. We use, live in the same community. Yeah, totally. But especially, yeah. like, in the house. Of course, everyone's dying. Yeah. Like, one person yeah. gets it. Everyone in the family's got it. Everyone gets yeah. it. Yep. 
So concerned neighbours were worried that um, one of the recently deceased brown women might have been harming Edwin from the grave. Mm. So when Mercy died, they opened up her grave and they had found the blood, quote, blood in her mouth and heart right. and took that as a sign of vampirism. Right. And there was already the dead mum and other Mum and sister. Okay, yeah. sister. Yeah. So the neighbours burnt Mercy's heart and mixed in the ashes into a potion for Edwin to drink, yeah. which was a common anti-vampire tactic. Oh, my God. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Batshit crazy amazing. Batshit crazy. So the potion was meant to heal him, but instead, to nobody's shock, he died a few months yeah, later. Yeah, I mean, okay, first of all, was already probably having consumption, yes? Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. you fed him his dead sister's heart's ashes. I yes. don't think that would be good for anybody, no. let alone someone well, who's already that. dying. They put the ashes in a quote-unquote potion. Yeah. What else was in the potion? Well, good fucking like, question. What? You could only, poison you ivy? Could only like, imagine what poison? they would have put in what there and be like, this gone killed vampire. Yeah. Or just yep. go and wave off. Yeah, where, where, where? Yep. Ward, ward, Jesus, ward. ward off the vampire. Took me a I while. I could wave him off, wave him off as well. Get, get going, mm. wave, bye. <laughs> so, um, this wasn't an isolated event. No, folklorist. Yeah, folklorist and author of the book Food for the Dead, Michael <laughs> Bell estimates that I know Food for the Dead. Amazing. <laughs> estimates that there were over sixty known examples of anti-vampire rituals in the 18th and 19th century New England Mm. um, and several others elsewhere. So they were all doing this sort of like thing They were doing this sort of shit. Yeah, yeah, in the 18th Let's burn the heart and eat it. Yeah. Um, So in uh, New England, it says that these rituals were, he says that these rituals were most common in eastern Connecticut and western Rhode Island. Um, Rhode Island. So, yeah, Rhode Island. Yeah. So a guy named Brian Carroll, who's a history professor, um, he's writing a book on it. Uh, he believes that these anti, uh, anti-vampire, anti <laughs> anti-vampire. We're doing amazing. Anti-vampire. We're doing great today. Woo. Rituals uh, were introduced as medical procedures um, at the time of the American Revolution. So, so these people who dug up Mercy Brown's grave. Cut her heart out. Burnt her, cut her heart out, yeah. They actually believed that they were doing stuff with medical science background, Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, they, they thought yeah. That, was their, that was their version of the vaccine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So he claims that, he, that these vampires Wait, so sorry, what you're saying is they... They didn't believe they were doing like a hoodoo magic ritual to save the men. They yes, thought they were they doing science. They were doing medicine. Stuff. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So um, he believes that these medi- quote unquote medical procedures were actually introduced during the American Revolution by German docs- doctors. Okay. Um, and because of this, he believes that the New England vampires were based on German vampires. Mm. All so right. unlike the vampires that um, come out of the grave and suck blood, mm. German-style vampires stay in their grave oh. and they perform like hoodoo and oh. harm the living from afar. From their coffin. Yeah. They're just so chilling why... in their little plush coffin 
still fuck yeah. me up from a distance. All right. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Um, however, Michael Bell, who wrote that Food for the Dead, believes that the anti-vampire practices in New England were actually more akin to Roman vampires than the German vampires because mm. he's stating that New Englanders were looking for the liquid blood in the vital organs in the mouth, which not evidence of them staying in the coffins. Yeah, evidence that they're getting up, getting out there and sucking some blood. Yeah. Right. So um, he says the anti-vampire remedy of cutting the heart out, burning it to ashes and giving the ashes to a sick person was also practised in Romania. Hey, just so, a quick question. How fucking stoked are you that medicine has advanced past that? <laughs> past this. Oh, yeah. my God. Could you imagine yeah. being, like, lying in bed, dying of consumption, and then someone's like, look, we've yeah. got the answer. You're going to be fine, Edmund, or whatever your name is. Edwin. Edwin. I was close. There was an Ed in there. Eddie, old boy. Eddie. 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 Eddie, Eddie we know what's going to All right. We're going to fix you. Everything's going to be just fine. Drink this. And then he died like, what, days yeah. later? Days just, later. Yeah. yeah. Well, months later. But was it? Still. Yes. He says he died a few months later. Oh, well, I feel like it hurried it the fuck up. I I feel like it did. Mm. So the whole point of what I was going to, like what I've just said is there's, there's two beliefs of vampires. Some of them are European, Romanian, whatever. Some of them are American, German, Mm -hmm. New England sort of thing. And one of the beliefs is that the vampires actually physically rise from the grave Mm -hmm. and come and hunt people down. Want to suck your blood. Yep. And the other one is is that they stay in the grave and voodoo kill you. Lazy vampires. Lazy vampires. Bitch, you know that would be us. Bitch, that's me. If I'm dead, I'm not fucking getting up and doing exercise. Can you imagine having to hunt people? I know. It's not me. It's not me. Like, and you know, Mm -hmm. when you always, like, imagine this stereotypical, like, you know, vampire lying in its coffin. I'm sorry, those coffins look comfy. They're all, like, padded, like, velvet, uh, and they're all, like, fancy because they're aristocratic, like, rich yeah, men. Yeah. I'd Man, be I'm chilling in there. there. I'd be mind-fucking all of you. I wouldn't be getting Well, I've got, I've got no chance of being a vampire because I want to be cremated. Well, I might have to eat your heart. We'll see how we go. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, you can eat my heart if you want. Oh, thanks. I've donated. So um, I've donated. I've, I've signed up to donate my... Organs. Right. Uh, like I'm an organ donor. That's amazing. You are, so um, am I, but now you're going to have to go back and put a little asterisk and be like, heart goes to Ashley in case she yeah. wants it. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> going to have to go back in because I think there's actually a section where you can say I'm willing for everything apart from Yeah, you can. You can specify XYZ. like if you want to not give yeah. your eyes away, for example. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't understand the eyeball thing. Like apparently the most common thing that people don't want given away is their eyes. I mean, I feel like there's a sentimental value to your eyes more than there is to, like, say, your liver because, you know, See, the this whole is my... eye, like, eyes are the windows to the soul or whatever. Yeah, but my I have a different thing. If, you, if I feel like my eyes have seen the whole world from my point of mm. view and I would love them to be able to do that again mm. from somebody else's point of view after I'm gone. That's a lovely way to look at it. Yeah, I don't see it as creepy to me. I see it as, see, you know, wonderful that they could no, totally. do that for someone else. See, for me, mine is, again, different. Like, mine's just like, look, I'm dead. I don't need any of it. Use whatever you oh, can yeah. use. But I yeah. like your, like, little reasoning it's kind of behind it. It is. No, it's sweet. I like it. I mean, nobody's going to want my eyeballs. I wear really strong glasses. <laughs> yeah, true. You're blind. You're blind. I'm blind. 
Nobody want these. But still, it's a nice thought. You know, maybe you've just inspired mm. one of our listeners to become an organ donor. Become an organ donor. Do it. You don't need your liver after you're dead. Yeah, look, it's better that it goes into someone who needs it than someone else burning it needing it. Just saying. We've learnt one thing so far. Yes. Okay, so uh, whatever the source of the beliefs in in New England, they were driven by the same social concerns as every generation around vampires before them. It was a fear of disease and a desire to contain it. Mm. So vampires have really just come from fear. Fear of disease. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So during the vampire panic in New England, vampires were finding a new role in European books, um, like Dracula, Mm. which I've actually read and is very boring. The original? Yeah. Yeah, right. Like Bram Um, Bram Stoker or whoever. Yeah. 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 Um, So we should know that. So Bram? 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 Let's go with Bram. Um, as well as like vampire themed plays because obviously they were big then totally um and although the vampires in these books and plays were drawn from like folk legends and past vampire scares Mm. they were portrayed as more aristocratic sexualized vampires that sort of are closer to like what we know leans into what exactly leans into the modern stuff where we think of a big romantic man or whatever a creepy man that wants a woman yeah yeah, more romantically. So sort of in the nineteenth century is That's where right. that that came up, right? Like, okay, nineteenth. Like if that makes sense. Well, I mean, there probably wasn't much like entertainment-wise going on. So when they had a good story, they were like, "Hell yeah, let's run with this yeah. and build yeah. on it." Totally. Yeah. Um, so vampire pan- like panic died down in the twentieth century as these fictional monsters replaced, you know, folk beliefs with like medical knowledge. Mm. You know, like. They were replaced by science. Totally. Basically. Of course. Um, however, there was a strange resurgence in the late 1960s when um, Sean Manchester, who was the president of the British Occult Society, said that there was a vampire causing people to see strange things in London's Highgate Cemetery. Wait, in the 1960s? In the 1960s. That is bizarre. Uh huh. So newspapers already covered reports of a tall figure with burning eyes and like spectral lights floating in the cemetery. In the fucking sixties. Sorry, but in I the just 60s. figured by the sixties we'd be not writing about uh-huh. it in the newspaper. Well, yeah. Hang, hang on. We'll get. We'll get to why. Yeah. Okay. Um. And basically, journalists had picked up on like Manchester's theory about these sightings as the work of an Eastern European vampire. Mm-hmm. Um. Newspapers were embellishing his claims, calling the figure Could a you vampire imagine? king. Yeah. And writing that the vampire had practiced black magic in Romania before traveling to London in his coffin. Fucking media. <laughs> fucking media. He just like loaded his coffin into the baggage compartment yeah. of fucking 747 and was like, take a me fucking to London. Qantas. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Is it Richard Branson, Richard Branson who owns like Virgin, Virgin Air? Yeah, that's instantly Richard's what I just thought like, of. All right, but it's going to cost you an extra $50 for that baggage fee. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so in 1970, Manchester told a TV news team that he pl- had planned an exorcism of the vampire on Friday the 13th. Of course. Obviously. How could you not? Yeah. If you're going to lean into um, it, lean the fuck into it. Fuck into yeah. it. Yeah. So that night, hundreds of people turned up <laughs> at Highgate Cemetery Amazing. to see him perform. I wonder how many exorcism. were on like psychedelics. Oh my god, so many. So many. Which he never ended up doing for like obvious reasons. Oh, he backed out of his fake little exorcism. I think he would just like 
claimed that, oh, the vampire's not here, I can't do it, if that makes sense. He could have, like, completed the troll. Like, you know, he could have committed to the bit and got out there and been like, ooh, throwing, like, you know, those, what are the, dry ice and shit, like, ooh, you know, like, (laughs) it's the 60s, man, roll with it. You've got the, you've got the, you've got the talent, you've got the technology. Um, Put on a show for us. This is called the Highgate Panic. Okay. Because it was the Highgate um, the... Cemetery. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the Highgate Panic wasn't a case of vampires being scapegoated for disease, which was like what they were originally. Previously, yeah. Originally, but rather of media sensation. Mm. So in the history of vampire legends, um, the Highgate incident is known as a modern phenomenon. Yeah. It has less to do with the desire to control a community's health and more common with like modern scares where even if people don't believe it, they're still drawn to the hype. Yes, totally. Like the purge and the clown thing and the, yeah. Yeah. So people know vampires don't exist, but everybody else is like fascinated by it and hyped by it and and obsessed with Mm. it that like people are going along with it. Totally. I would, and I guess I would go along to the cemetery and be like, let's see what this motherfucker go and do. Oh, my God. If somebody was like, there's a vampire at the cemetery down the road from you and on Friday the 13th at midnight I'm going to do an exorcism on it, you better fucking believe. I'm going to have my deck chair out there at, like, <laughs> 9.30 p.m. getting a good spot, just waiting. Got your popcorn machine turning. You're like, oh, all right, let's do this. I got my, my thermos of hot cocoa. Amazing. I'm waiting. Where's this vampire? Amazing. Like, for reals, I'm here. Oh, for I'm, I'm, I'm right next. I'm yeah. in a deck chair next year. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm saving you a spot. Yeah, thanks. Got a big, um, big, comfy doona with me. Let's do it. Let's get rugged yeah. up and watch an exorcism. So it wouldn't be an episode on vampires if we didn't talk about Vlad. Vlad. Of course. Yeah, so Vlad the Impaler is clearly the most famous, quote-unquote, real vampire. Yes. If that makes sense. I know what you're saying. Like the real, the um, person that was real that vampires were based off of. Yes. The the Um, law was based off of. So Vlad the Impaler, whose name was Vlad the Third Dracula. His last um, name was literally Dracula? Yeah. So Dracula was based off of him. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I knew that, but I didn't realize that his name was even Dracula. Okay. So Dracula was like this occultist word for dragon that had been given to his father for being involved in some cult thing. Right. I don't know. Fascinating. We could do a whole episode. I didn't go too far down that rabbit hole because there's so much. I don't care. So he was born in 1431 in Transylvania, which is now Romania, in Romania. Mm. Um, it wasn't in Romania when he was there. But it, still, it, it ties back to that a lot of, vol- like, vampire folklore, is lore, folklore comes from Romania. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and he died in 1476. Now, he was a military governor and a prince mm-hmm. whose cruel methods of punishing his enemies gained him notoriety in 15th century Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I've got written here, like some of the scholarly community have suggested that Bram Stoker's Dracula character was based on Vlad. And then in my own writing, I've got, but like, obviously it was. Obviously. Transylvania, they literally Dracula. have the same name. He's a prince like, living in a castle. Yeah. Bitch. He eats people. Ha- <sighs> what else do you want? Anyway, so. Vlad was the second eldest of four brothers mm. 
And after his father and older brother were assassinated, he rose to power for his region. So he was never supposed to be, like he was a prince, but he was the second oldest. So he should have never been. Right. He wasn't supposed to be the next in line. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't the firstborn. No. So after his father and older brother were assassinated, um, he embarked on like an eight-year-long campaign to restore honour and gain back land that had been lost after his father's assassination and blah, blah, blah. And during this time it was when he committed some batshit crazy crimes. Love it. So his fondness for impaling his enemies on stakes in the ground (gasps) and leaving them to die and his name Vlad the Impaler. And so for those of you who don't really know what that means, uh, generally – a long pole and it was often either wooden or metal. They they didn't really choose. But that's where the wooden stake folklore yes. comes from. Yes. Ah, it would be amazing. inserted into either the anus or vagina <gasps> of a human. What? So it was pointed at the end. It would be inserted into the, either their anus or vagina while they were alive. A hole was dug in the ground I'm and then sorry. they would lever them up. And the human would slowly slide down the pole over days, impaling them more and more until until the pole came out of either their, like, neck or mouth area. Oh, what a way to die. That's why he's so batshit insane. This wasn't like he he just was a leader who killed a lot of his enemies. He did it in a fucked up, torturous way. Fucked up way. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't so, realise. I was like stakes through the heart because that's no, the, you know. Yeah. The, I mean, yeah. this is the guy yeah. that every fucking vampire stereotype is based off of. Yes, when I heard but him that is where stakes, impaling comes, like impaling wooden stakes into their heart comes from. Because that's the, but like, PG version that you can, well, in a way. You can't say shove a fucking wooden stake up their asshole. And then they slowly fall down onto the stake they, until it yeah, rips yeah. up through and them and out like their mouth. And there's, multiple versions of the oh. stake, like the impaling stake, depending on how much pain they wanted to cause them. Really? If they wanted it to be quick, it would be a metal one with a really sharp point. Bam, get it done. Bam, done. But wouldn't. If they wanted it to be slow, they would blunt oh, the stake at the start and like jagged wood almost so that it. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So I did he... not see that coming. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he... You know me. I'm like, this is my shit. I love this. No, <laughs> totally. Own. But I just yeah. really thought that I would have an Like, I thought I knew where that was going. I was like, yeah, steaks, of course. Uh, this is nah. the vampire, dude. They went through the yeah. heart. Chest, bam. Yeah. No, damn. So, All right, Vlad. All right. Um, he inflicted Whew. this type of torture on everybody, like foreign and domestic enemies alike. So it didn't wasn't like it was just. He didn't give a fuck. Notably, as he an retreated from an a, enemy. An enemy is an enemy to him and all of y'all are getting impaled. Absolutely. So um, he retreated from a battle in 1462. He had left a field filled with thousands of impaled victims. How much as fucking a time would it take? Yeah, to pursuing Ooh. Ottoman forces. So oh, bitch, the I idea the was, fuck around. was, yeah, that, that was part of his thing was that he, he tried to cultivate this persona of being fucking terrifying and that was achieved his goal great absolutely yeah because if i'm like marching along and i'm just seeing dead bodies on the ground in 19 uh, sorry 1462 
and you're a soldier, you've probably seen that a lot. Yeah. You're like, cool, now, battleground. You, what yeah, else is much new? Along, Just another Tuesday. Got to go find him. And there's a fucking forest of impaled bodies. Slowly dying, still alive. Slowly screaming, dying, whatever, oh. still alive. Yeah, I'm turning around. Yeah. I'm going home. I'm minding my own yeah. goddamn business. Vlad, you do you, honey. Yeah. Oh, sorry, what's that time? Got to get back to my appointment. Amazing. Back in my town. Got to leave. Bye. Mm. Right I'm actually, I've actually got to change my name and move countries, believe yeah. it or not. So, yeah. so he actually was... Uh, captured at some point by the Ottomans and escaped and then he was recaptured by the Hungarians and escaped and then died in battle. Um, he was decapitated Sneaky and his little head, fucker. yeah, his head was put on display on a spike. I get that now. now. Because he had been captured by the Ottomans and escaped and recaptured by the Hungarians mm. and escaped, mm. he'd sort of built this, like cultivated this persona of being unkillable. If that I makes sense. Totally makes sense. Like one yeah. dude doing all this batshit crazy stuff, mm-hmm. getting captured, slippery escaping, getting captured, yeah. slippery escaping. Makes sense. Well, it was, it, they, he'd, people... he'd have such a, like a lot, like a, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. So he had sort of like people in Romania or Transylvania or whatever, they, they believe that the Ottomans were like murderous, bloodthirsty. So they were like, well, they wouldn't have captured him and not killed him immediately if they could kill him immediately right so how did he get away he must be not he must human be un- he must yeah, be un-killable. invincible yeah. yeah so he basically had remained like folk hero in his region because of all of these stories well, and now I get that the part that comes into him being a vampire is that it is said that vlad often dined on the battleground foresty things of people around him on spikes after battles that he had won he dined on them he yeah, ate them. so he would like no no like he he dined on the battlefield so he would like bring out a table oh, and a tablecloth have and, a little and, picnic yeah and then <laughs> he would drain their blood and have a bowl of blood and he would dip his dinner bread into the bowl of blood of his enemies at dinner I love that people claim that the Dracula isn't based on this dude. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. Everything so, is from this guy. Yeah. There's no proof of this. This is like me writing a book about a woman named Grace who runs a podcast, used to live in Cairns, now lives in Geelong, yeah. blah, 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 and then just went, how dare you think it's about you? What? You mean it's a, what? No. How fucking, how fucking dare you? How fucking big does your head have to be, Grace, yeah. for you to yeah. think this book has anything to do with you? Like, yeah. bitch, come on. Yeah. Amazing. So there is no tangible proof that he dined on the blood of his enemies. Yeah, but, but what it's like good, folklore like... and folklore and folklore and, yeah, you know, as it's passed tea, down. Baby. Beca- Absolutely. Yeah, as it's passed down, it becomes law. Mm. And that is obviously where. Chinese whispers, mate. Yeah, Just yeah. ads and ads yeah. and ads. So that's like someone who ate blood. Um, and then I was like, I'm going to look into people who actually eat blood. Cause I was like, well, okay, so fuck, there's no proof that. <sighs> Here we go. Yeah, I know. I know you're waiting for this. This is gross. Here we fucking, I knew you'd have something up your sleeve yeah. like so this. There's no proof he ate blood. And right. I was like, but there's got to be people out there who there's proof. A batshit insane. That they eat blood. Ugh. And so my favorite fucking media outlet daily mail in the uk <laughs> who just runs some fucking banana town banana town articles love it 
posted this article and I will link it for people about a vampire couple who feed on each other's blood. Now, Modern I, day. I want to make a huge disclaimer here. I'm going to link this article. If you have any issues with self-harm, if you have uh, any issues yes. with um, spousal harm, please do not go to it because there's photos and maybe, that maybe I would click consider. Out of the episode. Well, I don't think you necessarily need to click out of the episode because maybe, maybe. Maybe it doesn't hurt just to put a trigger warning yeah. just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, don't Self-monitor don't whether or not this article. is something. Don't look at the yeah. article. Self-monitor right. whether or not this is something you want to listen to, but mm. don't go to the article because there are photos. And I personally don't think they should have taken these photos and posted them. They were upsetting, were they? But, like, well, I just don't think you – you could have run this article without actually showing their forearms covered in razor scars. Maybe you need to tell us the story so we can understand what the fuck is going on. Let me me read you. So this is all from that article. I haven't changed any of the wording. And is it modern? Like, it's – It's modern. This is like – Right. It was like – 2014 or 2015 or something. I actually don't have the date here, but it's like now. Recent. Yeah. Recent. Yeah. Um, So a couple who cut each other with razor blades to feed on each other's blood as part of a bizarre vampire fetish insist it's better than sex. That's the the (laughs) opening statement. What kind of sex are these people having? Because I'm telling you. I'm telling you. They're doing something wrong there. There's better sex out there. Come on. Oh, right. um, Okay. Fetish model Lee, who's 20 course, years old, and course. tarot card reader Tim, <laughs> amazing, who's Sorry. 31, are both from Texas. Oh, my God, Texas. Yeah. I didn't so, see that coming. Yeah, I know, right? Um, right? They met at a vampire festival and their passion, sorry, their passionate connection to darkness quickly developed into a blood-sucking relationship. Mm. So let's set the scene here already. Please do. She's Take 20. me on a journey. Oh, I don't like that. He's 31. Oh, no, I don't like that. She's too young. She okay. doesn't know what she's doing. She's going to regret it. Get out. Get and out, fetish model. Get and out. from what I could understand here in this article, they'd already known each other for like at least a year. So she was a teenager and he was a fully grown man. Any don't group. like that. Don't approve. Not mm-hmm. okay. Let's mm. keep going. Right. The real-life vampires who call themselves the Count and Countess of House Van Dorn. Amazing. Which I don't think are either of their last names, but anyway. Yeah, well, of course not. They created their own little... <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it right. Get all yeah. up in it. Absolutely. Um, regularly... Not that I approve of any of this, but sure, like, do you? <laughs> yeah. Um, they regularly engage in the act in the bedroom and say that sucking blood is literally a sensation like no other. Of course it is. Anyway, so uh, Lee and uh, Tim regularly cut each other's skin with razor blades or draw blood with syringes and drink it from a goblet. Of course they think it's great. They're high on fucking blood. Yeah, so they either, like, cut them with a razor blade and then suck it straight from the wound or they, like, draw blood with a syringe, put it in a goblet and drink it from a goblet. Jesus. Mm -hmm. So. Here's some some words. We all have hobbies, don't we? Some of us knit, some of us skateboard, some Some of us us, podcast. Yeah, some of us remove blood via syringes and drink it out of a goblet and say it's goblet and say it's better than sex. (laughs) 
<laughs> so here's some words from Tim. Mm. Um, when I feed via blood, it is just as good as sex because I feel this rush of life. It's their essence. Their energy is coming into myself okay. and I am taking it and I feel empowered. Settle the fuck down, Tim. Yeah. So Lee said, <laughs> I actually prefer drinking to blood to having sex. You were taking... you need to leave Lee because he don't yeah. know what he's doing in the bedroom, honey. You're only 20. You can go find someone better. This is trust. the thing. Lee, if Lee... If you're saying I actually prefer drinking blood to having sex, it's because you're with some gross, older, tarot Dude. card reading. Anyway. I love tarot cards. This guy's given tarot cards mm. a bad rep. I'm not mm-hmm. here for Lee. I don't like Lee. No, Lee's the good one. Lee's the most. Oh, fuck. Tim, What's his name? Tim is the. Tim? Right. Don't and like I'm her. Just Get out. Say, Get Tim out. Tim is punching. She's, Lee's pretty. Is Tim punching, is he? And But Tim's gross. Anyway. So he's so, punching above his weight. He's with yeah. a hot little babe. Yeah, hot and he clearly model. is not great in bed. <laughs> and he's I'm clearly having terrible sex. Yeah. Um, not okay, performing. So Lee says, it is a sexual experience and we often draw blood in the bedroom. Vampires are highly sexualized creatures and having sex literally gets the blood pumping. <laughs> anyway. So soon after the lovers met, they quickly became a couple and within weeks um, the pair had agreed to introduce blood-sucking into their romance. So, like, well, how boring boring was their sex life that he was like, should we try suck each other's blood? And she's like, you know what, yeah, let's give it a go. Nothing here's working for me. Nothing else is going on in this room. (laughs) Dead shit. You've got a fucking... Little tiny vampire worm over there. Oh, no. Um, so Lee explains that they were already practising vampirism before they met and mm. believes that they had sensed each other, that there, there is a connection of darkness and a vampiric vibe that draws us to one another. I'm sorry, didn't they meet at a vampire con- like a convention? Yeah. So let me just get this right. Y'all are both Shameful. dressed as vampires. Mm. Y'all are both at a vampire convention. Mm. Y'all are both covered in scars from bleeding, mm. whatever, but you sensed each other. It was meant to be, Grace. Their souls, the their souls found each other before they did. His pale skin and bags under his eyes stood out <laughs> against all the other pale skin bagged under their eyes, vamp, 30-something-year-old vampire men. Oh, amazing. Mm, gross. Anyway, amazing. so... They acknowledge that their actions can lead to blood diseases, including hepatitis and HIV. Yeah, and duh. Blood. Drinking. Blood. Blood. Just blood. Um, blood. And Le- yeah. Lee and Tim insist that they are both squeaky clean and they get tested every couple of months. Okay, and it's good. something that they describe as a bonding experience. Okay. I don't hate that. That's fine. I don't hate that. I know no. couples who um, have open relationships who get tested together and and. That's a thing that they do. They're, they're being smart. They're being safe, yeah. Good for them. Um, so because people are afraid of being scarred or they are afraid of some transmitted diseases, it is mm. completely understandable um, that they do this given how reckless some other people can be. I bet. Yeah. yeah. So they say that that is the reason why they predominantly feed on each other and they keep feed. it behind. Yeah, Ooh. and they keep it behind closed doors. Yeah. Well, I yeah. get that. It's a private thing within your relationship. I think it's 
bonkers insane. But it's your thing. It's what's getting you guys off and you're being smart about it. You're getting tested. Well, you know what? I don't actually, because let me read you this next bit. Oh, no. (laughs) Did I speak too soon? If if they engage in vampirism with other partners outside of their relationship, they take precautions to make sure that they are, quote, unquote, sanitary. Okay. So they've said if they are unable to provide documentation and I do feed on them, the next week I make sure I go get tested right away. We haven't had any problems so far. No. That's the wrong order. That's not how it works. If they can't provide documentation that they're clean, you don't engage in any act with them. No. Because getting a test a week later to find out that you've got fucking HIV means you have HIV. No, exactly. And look, if you're someone who knows, look, I'm into sucking other people's blood, surely you could find people, like once you find people that are also interested in doing that. Absolutely. Like wait a week. Man, get wait a fucking until cousin. they get tested and bring yeah. you their doctor's certificate. Yeah. And if not, keep sucking on your 31-year-old boyfriend over there. Because, you know, he – oh, I know, disgusting. So, uh, any, anyway, uh, now now the, pa- the pair are planning their wedding, which will be vampire-themed, obviously. Duh. Um, Lee says we I definitely – I want to go. I want to go to their wedding. Do you want to write to them? I, I want to find fucking who they are. go to this wedding, Grace. Yeah. It's literally our version of the 1960s cemetery performing the exorcism. <laughs> you and I yes. are going to be in lawn chairs with yeah. our popcorn. With being popcorn. like, woo, yeah, yeah. get married. Yeah. Love married. your dress. Woo. Love it. Um, so Lee says we definitely want to incorporate vampirism into our wedding. It's our way of life. We plan to incorporate our vampire beliefs into the vows um, and there will definitely be some vampires in the congregation. Yeah. Cool. Do it. I'm going to fuck about that. Look, we're you- coming. So yeah. We'll look, be in we're the congregation. both very pale women. We'll fit right in. Ooh, I, they won't even know I'm not they a will think we're, They'll think we're just part of the, you know, part of the mm. fam. Mm. We're both very pale individuals. Um, so although their I got family... dark hair, I'll put on red lipstick. Let's do it, baby. We can do it. Mm. We can do it. Um, so although their family and friends are accepting of their lifestyle, Lee and Tim do admit that they do often come up across some misconceptions. Yeah. So Judgment. Lee says, um, like, yes, I feel like I come alive at night, but no, I'm not allergic to the sunlight. Um, right. She's like, I'm partial to garlic and we definitely don't sleep in coffins. Okay. So their closing statement was, many people see our lives as controversial, but it's as natural as breathing to us. I can't see myself ever moving away from vampirism. It's not for everyone, but it's who we are. All right. I mean, you are 20. Let's see how you feel when, you know, you're 30. Oh, my God. If I made... Thank God I was never in the paper at 20 because I had some bad choices then. I was an idiot. I was a a loser until I was at least 24, maybe 25. I was a nerd at 20. I was just an idiot. I was just that typical, I know everything about the world since 18. I'm about, I'll just, everything I do is genius. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That arrogance that comes with being young Uh. is just... Love I'm it. so glad no one interviewed me. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, we, I'm so glad we didn't start a podcast at that age. <laughs> Would have been hilarious to listen back to. Yeah, very cringeworthy as well. <laughs> very cringeworthy. So that was my um, episode on vampirism. We got Fantastic. some folklore. Fantastic. We got the original vampire and we got how it works today. Batshit bonkers. Batshit bonkertown. town amazing. Yeah. Love it's it. It's banana town. Vampires are banana town. Um, 
Yeah. Mm. Look, it's fascinating. The last story made me feel a little sick, but it was still mm. very interesting. Mm. I'll send you the link. You can go and have a look. Cool. Because it's weird. Oh, I just want to see a photo yeah. of them. I don't want to see their scars. I just want to see uh, a photo of yeah. them. Maybe yeah. I can. Maybe you can send you, me one of them and I'll like put it on the, Instagram. Yeah. yeah. I think like the first photo is just them. Um, I want to see how far he's punching above his weight. Oh, I think it's not even that he's punching above his weight. What they they both look unhealthy, right? So like, but she's a model, so she's still out of yeah, 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 yeah. So, and he was like a divorcee. Not that that fucking matters. No, but still. Do you imagine being his ex-wife and now being like, "All right, so what's your ex-husband up to?" Well. He's dating a 20-year-old fetish model and they drink each other's blood. <laughs> I'm here for I'm it. loving divorced life. I'm <laughs> loving divorced life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Funny. Um, yeah. And I know I didn't cover Twilight in this episode at all, but that was basically just because we all know what Twilight is. We don't need to go over it. But I thought for the quiz this week, I went on um, BuzzFeed. Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) They had this like six question quiz on Twilight. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. So your quiz this week is Twilight themed. Is it like what character you're going to be or whatever? No, no, no. no. It's like quizzes. Or is that how well you know? Yeah, how well you know. Okay, I'm going to suck at this because I watched, I think, the first Twilight movie and then after that I was like, Oh, I'll do it. Uh, Maybe the second. I have read all of the books. Right. And watched all the movies. So this is going to be entertaining because I yeah. have no idea. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's see, let's all right. see what I've so, learned. Uh, question number one. How many adopted kids did Carzal and Esme have? Four? Five. Five. Four. Ooh. 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 All right. What's your final answer there? Five. Because you told me. Yeah, five. (laughs) Oh, you said four, five. And I was like, yeah, five. (laughs) Yeah, they had um, Edward, obviously. That's the only one I could name. Alice. Right. Um, And then the two that were a couple, the like the other blonde one. They were a couple? Yeah. The blonde Um, one and the big beefy one were a couple. Did no one at the high school be like, aren't you guys siblings? No, they, they like didn't. I don't think they like did anything at the high school kind of thing. Like they like acted like brother and brother sister at high school, but were like yeah. married at home. And then they had Jasper. Twilight's problematic, yo. Twilight's well, problematic. Well, I don't know if they were married or if they were just fucking a couple. Does that make it better? Uh, it's anyway. so problematic. Um, okay. Which class does Bella sit next to Edward on the first day of school? Science. Yeah, well, biology. Yeah, science. Hey, well done. Cool. Okay. So how are the Cullens' eating habits different from most other vampires? They don't drink human blood, but I don't know what they do drink. Animals. Like cows and shit. Yeah, like they go. Yeah. But I think it's funny because they call themselves vegetarians. No, but that tracks. Like, there's a supernatural yeah. episode about vampires, and they call themselves vegetarians because they drink oh, really? cows. Yeah. Oh. Again, supernatural. Woo! Ooh. Could have done a quiz um, on that. <laughs> we should have done supernatural quiz. I, I, I think I, I think I did quite well. Um, okay, question number four. 
What weather event do vampires need in order to play baseball? Oh, my God, I know this one because the video came up on Instagram the other day on my timeline talking about how bonkers that scene was and I watched it. I think it's a great scene. Uh, it's amazing. It's definitely uh, you got to see it. Um, yeah, lightning because the lightning. cracking when they yeah, hit thunder. the yeah, yeah, lightning. yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, so who does Jacob imprint on? Oh, the kid, the baby, and that's fucked up. I don't know the baby. Can you name. remember? Oh, Renesme. How the fuck would I remember that? Do you, what a do name. you know how it's spelled? No. R e n e s m e e. Renesme. Yeah. Renesme. 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 It reminds me of like, who's the bad chick in Emperor's New Groove? <gasps> yes. Cusco and. Cusco and. I don't know. I don't know. But she's iconic. I can see her in yeah. my mind with yeah. her big earrings and a yeah. hat. Mm. Yeah. But for yeah. some reason, her name always makes me think of her. Right. See, I, I just thought of like how when people first started reading. Harry Potter books, everyone had their own way of pronouncing like Hermione or Hermione. Yeah, until and there was like the Until movies. there was a movie and then you everyone was like, oh shit, we're yeah. doing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming it's Renesmee because it's supposed to be um the the two mums names or some shit. Uh like okay, what are their names? Like Renee and And Esme. And Esme. So right. Renesme. It's weird. Some shit. I don't fucking know. Right. Anyway. I just, think, I just think the whole imprinting thing is bonkers. But anyway. Yeah. All right. Um, that's a whole nother can of words. <laughs> I can't even go into it. And last question. Okay. What happens to when Jacob tries to kiss Bella in the book Eclipse? I have no idea. Oh, she punches him. Oh. It's an iconic moment. I'm so sorry. <laughs> She's just sorry like, the team I down. have told you no so many motherfucking times. And so oh. he tries to like, like tries to kiss her, and so she punches him smack in the face. Okay, good. Yeah, consent, good, good. motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like I'm all here for it. Don't get me wrong. Okay. All right. Don't fucking get Sounds me. Sounds like an unproblematic thing that happened in Twilight. We yeah. did it. We found one. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I've just pulled up that article. I'll have to send you a photo. Oh yeah, please do. Yeah, I will. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway, okay, well, that's the vampire episode. Well, it was definitely fucking fascinating, Grace. I'll give you that. <laughs> Amazing. <sighs> Honestly, <sighs> though, I think we should do a whole fucking episode on Vlad the Impaler. Yeah, I agree. Because I feel I'm like there's so much to unpack. He's there. so cool. Yeah. He's well, so fucking cool. He's interesting. I wouldn't Badass. call him cool. Oh, my no. God. Don't, I, don't, don't. <laughs> Don't on it. Like, what's the word I'm thinking of? Don't fangirl. Don't fangirl. <laughs> fangirl over a little bit. No. <laughs> I don't approve. Get out. Done. All right. Well, on that note. But on that note, bye. Thanks for listening. As Absolutely Trashed is a new podcast, we would love to hear your thoughts, suggestions, and opinions please email us at absolutelytrashed at outlook.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Absolutely Trashed Podcast. Please subscribe as it's the best way to support us girls. Thanks for listening.